Hey, everybody. It's a little happier today on the podcast because we've got a big win to talk about. Welcome to Pot on New Loons. This is Justin. Pot on New Loons. It's Sam. No James today. He's twitching or something, whatever. Is that what they call that? Call it when they do that? I don't think they call it twitching. He's streaming <laughs> on Twitch. Yeah, James isn't here. He's just twitching. We we don't know. We don't know. We called for help and he's twitching out. Can't get hold of him. <laughs> I it reminds me of that uh, South Park character back in the day, Tweak, the one that would eat or drink too much coffee. Wait, his his parents like had a coffee shop or something. Yep. Yeah, he was just always always amped up. And like the gnomes were trying to steal his underpants. It was classic. Was... Step one, collect underpants. <laughs> step three, profit. <laughs> well, Sam, what's so... step two? We don't nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows what step two is. Yeah. Old school South Park was great. I have not kept up on it, but like the first uh, I don't know how many seasons. Fun fact. I think are you headed to are you headed to Colorado? Are you going hey, to Denver? Yeah. Uh, we'll be like driving through Denver. We're not going to really spend much time there, but yeah. So, so if you're a fan of South Park, know that Casa Bonita was purchased by the South Park guys. And I don't know if it's open yet, but they renovated it. Yeah. Uh, I I went before and it was garbage. Like the, the place is was just so nasty. The food was terrible. Um, But it sounds like they just, they kind of redid the whole thing and the food's good now. And maybe you'll have to take a trip to Casa Bonita while you're out there. So in for anyone that's confused right now, because I remember the first time Sarah talked about Casa Bonita. So my wife, Sarah, went to Casa Bonita when she was younger. It's this big like Mexican restaurant that has a lot. It's it's just very extravagant. Like you have people diving. You have like performers diving into pools. Yeah. And, divers. <laughs> yeah. It's just this crazy like to me, it sounded like the Rainforest Cafe on acid. Um, and it was a Mexican restaurant, is... <laughs> and apparently the food wasn't very good. Trey Parker and Matt Stone bought it. I've I don't know if it's open or not. I do get the impression that you have to get reservations if you're going to go, and it's one of those where you have to get the reservations like Vegas style, like six or seven months or more in advance. So we, or I shouldn't say we, my wife did reach out to Casa Bonita and. One of the questions is, is do you have a childhood memory of Casa Bonita? So my wife did write it, write them something nice about, oh, we went when I was a kid and we loved it. It was such a special occasion for us because parents never really took us out to eat. And she was like, I just want my daughter to experience the same thing. So my, my wife did write that like sappy little letter to them, but I don't think we're going to Casa Bonita. I thought I was going to be you know, breaking this news to you that this thing was legit. And I, I'm looking and wow, that, that's a thing. You have to like, you have to ask them or give them like a, a story to get into this place. That's nuts. Yeah. But yeah. it's it's a big deal. Like people want to go there. Like people want to see the new and improved Casa Bonita because it was a dump and now it's going to be nice. So South Park must have had an episode about Casa Bonita. That's, that's why. Yes. There's, there's an episode. So, I don't know. Maybe you got off the train by then, but there was an episode where, uh, <laughs> where Cartman doesn't get invited to this Casa Bonita birthday party, so he kidnaps Butters so he could take his spot. So everyone okay. thinks that Butters is missing, and, <laughs> and 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 Cartman is more concerned about this trip to Casa Bonita, and they catch him 
while they're there and he evades the police by jumping off the the dive okay that's it's it's great I, you, did you not see that episode it's you know pretty... i most i mostly watched south park in the years when we really shouldn't have been watching it like in the years <laughs> when enough. we were too young to watch it and then yeah. once once uh it would have been probably more appropriate for me to watch it i kind of stopped watching but well before you go to casa bonita you have to watch the episode because i mean it's it it it, it looks like the real thing in the episode yeah. so <laughs> well cool man well cool man yeah so should be a happy episode we have a big aurora win we got a big loons win we got a lot of stuff now i i see james has a five worder that he left behind james isn't here he's off twitching uh James has a five worder. Justin, did you put that in or? Yeah, I said, or at least what I what Justin thinks James might say. Uh, I said, should I do? I'll, I'll try to do his accent. Go for 600 it. Six hundred tweets a day. <laughs> oi! Oh got, well, I can't say oi because oi. that would count as one of the words. So. Oh yeah, that's a good. <laughs> that's a good point. I, I was under the assumption that he just doesn't consider like a word like oi or mate to be a word, but okay. Six. Okay. We could so, say that. We could say that's part of his, his, it doesn't count as a word. I like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I don't, I've seen like, I think Portland Timbers made a joke about this. I've seen other people make, maybe like Nashville made a joke about this where there are these images that can't be shown because they've overreached their limit. I don't get what's going on. I, I get that it has something to do with like new Twitter rules, but I don't get what's going on. Do you get it? Yeah. So Elon Musk, let me pull up the tweet, but he, he announced that they changed the amount of tweets that you could see, like that you could see in a day. So I guess oh. before you were able to just, you could doom scroll you know, to your heart's content. Um, but I saw somewhere that it's it's 600 tweets a day for people that are not verified. And it's like 6,000 for people that are verified. So, uh, so you're how limited much... by the amount of tweets that you can visually see in a day based upon what type of account you have. So like, how much... Um... Like, say you're really being sucked into a Twitter rabbit hole. How how many tweets does the average person see in a day? I mean, 600 seems I mean, like a lot. That seems like if I was to reach 600, I would want someone to shut me off. But Sam, I guess the the way I would I would reference it, because I agree in, in in concept, right? Like 600 does sound like a lot. But uh, I mean, we're from the generation that had the first text messages, right? Do you right. remember getting yelled at by your parents? How did you how did you use 50 text messages, Sam? You know, like, like I remember my brother getting yelled at by them about that. Yeah. <laughs> I think mine was like uh 200 text messages a month or something like that. And it, it, it just sounds like a big number, right? But it when you're a, a kid and 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 people are texting you. Yeah, if you, you go if through you're quick. popular like Justin or had a girlfriend like my brother, yeah, you get you're gonna go through those really quick. <laughs> I didn't have to worry about it, but. <laughs> so are you trying to say that maybe Elon's doing everybody a favor by limiting the amount of tweets that they can see? Well, remember, <laughs> I, I don't mean to do spoiler alerts, but remember Ready Player One? Did you did you see that movie or read that book? Yeah, both. Okay, at the, the end, the movie. 
at the end and i i love i love ready player one i think that that is just a great book and a great movie i've been working my way through ready player two for like since joey was born and i've been having having a hard time actually finishing it just because of the lack of time but i remember at the end of ready player one wade watts right the the protagonist he's now in charge of this right virtual reality world in which the the movie and book more or less took place within and he turned it off i want to say two days a week saying you need to go out and live your life <laughs> yeah I, I think i think i think <laughs> there is some truth to that right that's that's uh i think we just sometimes there, there is too much internet i think that there is too much internet and yeah. sometimes we need to break from it yeah now if i get i get it now there's there's probably people at home telling me that i must not get it i must not get it i assume elon musk is doing this for more capitalistic reasons rather than in ready player one where it was out of concern for humanity right i'm i'm guessing that elon musk isn't doing this out of concern for humanity he's probably doing this for more capitalistic reasons of getting people to sign up for the premium account is that what i'm getting at yeah i i that that's my that's my uh take from it as well i mean this is just him saying hey you know everybody everybody's gonna everybody's gonna be eliminated but if you have a verified if you get that check mark you're gonna get to twitter all the time more than anyone else but yeah i i don't know this just feels like another thing that's that's pushing Twitter in the wrong direction. Sure. Um, but I'm not really using it anymore. So I just, yeah. I just, I just would like to see, I, I, I just, I just miss the, miss the, the, the golden days of the past, right? It just feels like it's just getting worse and worse, but that's kind of life though. Like, I mean, as you get older, I guess I remember my dad complaining about stuff and everybody just gets mad about, you know, whatever they liked in the past going away. And maybe, maybe the Twitter that we know and love is just, no longer no longer a thing yeah i don't know even the twitter that we did once know and love i wouldn't i i would we've talked about this many times i think you and i are both trying to limit our social media use and our phone use right oh totally yeah cool 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 well thank you everyone for bearing with us as we sort of just went on that tangent uh justin what's the show overview yeah, um, as I said before, we have a big win to talk about, so we'll talk about that. Uh, I did a deep dive about folk mob scores, but you're all excited to hear about that. Uh, we have playoffs. Daddy deep dive. Playoffs? Uh, Aurora is going to be starting the playoffs soon. I couldn't find it anywhere online, Sam, so I hope you can tell us when they're playing. Uh, I, and I then, can tell you roughly when they are playing. Okay. And then Minneapolis City... Uh, not on the not on their USL two team, but it looks like the MPSL side they won a title. So we'll talk about that. But first, Sam, are you excited for the party? The pants party? <laughs> yeah, the pants party. <laughs> <laughs> the pookie party. Yes, the I'm excited party. for the pookie party. Yes, I'm excited for the pookie party, and I, I believe the Minneapolis City team that just won a title i believe it wasn't the npsl it was like the upsl oh gotcha yeah oh yeah they're in a ton of leagues aren't they many leagues yeah I, i've lost track all right <laughs> the pookie party though we got them we got them uh the tweet it says happened. welcome to finnesota 
The club has signed forward Timo Puki to a designated player contract through June of 2025. We got him. Norwich legend, Finland legend, Timo Puki. He is going to be on our team. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. I want to just read quick what, what Heath said about him. I had it loaded up on my phone. So Heath said, I feel as though we got we have gotten that goal scorer we have been craving ever since Christian Ramirez left. He's a gold standard proven gold scorer. Goal scorer. Oh my gosh, I'm not reading great today. If you look at his record, he's scored at a high level at every team he's played for. His goal scoring record in the Premier League, the Championship, and the Finnish national team speaks for itself. He's a great professional. What you see is what you get. Always a smile on his face. Gets his work done and is a great teammate. The fact is he scores goals. And I know that if we continue to create the opportunities we have this season, he will no doubt be successful in this league. All right. Yeah. I mean, what have we, what have we wanted since we started this podcast, Sam? We've wanted a confident number nine goal scorer, right? That is going to, just take charge and score the goals. Uh, and I think this is probably our best chance yet, right? Would you agree? Has to be. Has to be. Ha- right? Like the championship, the EFL championship is a better league than the MLS. And he scored goals in that. He scored goals in the Premier League. Clearly a better league than the MLS, right? The English Premier League. He's Finland's all-time leading scorer. He has to score goals for Minnesota United. If he doesn't score goals for Minnesota United, then it's us. It's then that is definitive proof that all along it has been us, our system, We're and just problem. all of that. We are the problem. <laughs> if he can't come in, you, you know, and obviously if there's anything fluky, knock on wood, we are a little stitious here. Yeah. If there's anything fluky that happens, obviously that 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 is what it is. But if he comes in and everything more or less goes according to plan and he still doesn't score goals, then it is us. It's our fault. We are the problem. So yeah, yeah well I'm, I'm excited for the Pookie party. I am too. Uh, and, and it sounds like, it sounds like we might see him next weekend. So I think that I, at least that's what they said in the broadcast. They were like, we could see him playing in the Austin game. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it does. It is already July. Right. <laughs> I think when I read that, because I think he had to wait until July 1st for the secondary transfer window to officially open. And then, yeah. Okay. It is already July. All right. Shoot. Yeah, you were like, oh, yeah. So we got, we got a couple, we got a couple weeks. No, no, <laughs> we don't. It's next week. Bring it on. Bring it on. I, I do love that Adrian Heath gave a little nod to Christian Ramirez and, you know, some people probably read that and laughed. Some people probably read that and it was like, you know, tearing open a a wound that had been healing. You know, I, you got to remember what we got for Christian Ramirez, right? We, we got quite a bit of gam tam for Christian Ramirez and we used that to get Ike Parra and Ozzy Alonso. And yes, it, it sucks that we haven't had a proven goal scorer since Christian Ramirez left, but I don't know. I don't think that that was a bad deal that we made to LAFC. We got a lot in return for him. And I, yeah, it just sucks that everyone since then hasn't worked out for us. Yeah. And, and it's very important for us to keep that in our, in our frame of mind, right? Like 
Yes. And I think he, he said, has said it before, right? Christian Ramirez was pretty much the only player on the team at that point that had any sort of tradable value, right? That's why they, that's why they did it. They yeah. needed to be able to make some, some big moves. You know, Ike Opara was a fantastic player for us. You know, Ozzy Alonso, you know, when we started this pod, he's the, he's the captain of this team. He's the, he sets the tone, such a wonderful player. I mean, yes, it would be great to have had Christian during that time, but, but I think that the foundation was set with those two guys for the success that came later on. So, you know, it it, it had to happen. And maybe, you know, I mean, maybe things could have been different, but I don't know. We just don't know. Yeah. And, I mean, who would have thought that, I mean, Ramon Avila, uh, Adrian Hanu, Luisa Maria, just all these dudes we have brought in. Who would have thought that just none of them would live up to right our our nasl hero christian ramirez who would have thought you wouldn't have you wouldn't have thought that it again we're going to find out very soon if it's us or if we've just been unlucky we did have one more kind of cool signing and this is this is a really good story manuel eway first ever mnufc2 player Sorry, I'm reading the tweet. First ever doubloons player to sign a first team Minnesota United contract. He had just signed a one-year deal with the club, and there's going to be club options for 24, 25, and 26. So, wow. Could have him for a while. Congratulations, Emmanuel Eway. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's played well for the doubloons. He's seen a ton of run with, with the first team. You know, he was... I think part of why this had to happen is because we kept using up our exceptions for him, right? The the pull up a player from the doubloons. So um, glad to see that that he was able to, you know, get get brought up to the first team. You know, he played last night. He looks like a fun player. And uh, it's like we've talked about before in this podcast, we want to see a homegrown player make that ascension. And maybe it's Emmanuel Iwe. He's got, uh, he's got this year, to prove it and then he's got to keep proving it for three more years yeah st louis park high school and st cloud state alum emmanuel eway so he's he's truly one of us right this isn't just a guy that you know because i think we've had other guys that have been in our academy that aren't from minnesota right like they're not, you don't have to be from minnesota to be in our academy so it's it's good to see one of us make the climb absolutely I mean, if it couldn't have been actually one of us, if it couldn't have actually been me or Justin, right? <laughs> uh, can is there an under thirty-five initiative that uh, we can? We can we're not. I wouldn't be allowed anymore, to play right? in it. Could... <laughs> I'd have to be in the under thirty-six initiative, and even then, I better get started because I'd have until October for that. How's how's the Chris Pratt? No, no, it wasn't Chris Pratt. What was your? You had some workout plan that you were working Kai on? Kamara. Kai Kamara plan. That's How's the Kai Kamara plan coming along? I need to be as swole <laughs> and in shape as Kai Kamara by the time I am the age of Kai Kamara. I, how, how's it going? It's, it's coming. It's coming. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I guess really what I'm waiting for is I'm, I'm waiting for his, for, for him to hit the wall and for <laughs> me to just be able to catch up. I think so that's his how level drops. Going. His yes. level drops. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what I'm waiting for. I want to be. <laughs> that is how one day I will be in Kai Kamara shape. 
There you go. No, I talk about the Aurora. We, James isn't here. Who's who's going to do James's segments? Do you want to do this one? Sure. All right. So Aurora finished the season 12-0-0. So when do the playoffs start? Well, yeah, no, no one wants me to keep doing that. <laughs> no one wants me to keep doing that. I, I just looked up. I just looked up when the playoffs started, and then I clicked out of that to read the Adrian Heath quote about Team Apuki. No, the playoffs start, so it'll be July 6th through 9th. That's when Aurora is going to be in Flint, Michigan for the conference, hopefully both the conference semifinals and the conference finals, right? We're in the we're in the central conference. The, the teams from the Great Lakes Division, the Heartland Division, which we are in, and the Valley Division, they're going to be duking it out in Flint, Michigan. Now, Aurora is the top of the USLW power rankings, which is pretty awesome. Right, I think we got to be pretty much favored to leave Flint, Michigan as the champions of that region. Here's the thing. the I believe they're called Flint City. They're number five in the power rankings. So all these like teams that we've been beating up on, and I was watching the Chicago City game the other day. It was like we were only up by one at halftime, and my, my reaction was, well, what's going on? Like... <laughs> Why are we only up one zero at halftime? And of course you're like, we you're like nervous, you're sweating. <laughs> yeah. Of course, we finish seven, seven to zero and, and close out the regular season with a big win at home. But I assume Flint City, currently ranked number five in the USLW power rankings. I assume that this is when the real competition is going to start. I wouldn't be surprised if there's at least one more cupcake you know, on, on their way to Flint to play against us. And hopefully we line up against them. That has not been announced yet. So there might be one more cupcake on our schedule, but this point on forward, right, we're going to be playing against teams that are either at our level or at least closer to our level. Our goal differential right now, we have... It's obscene. <laughs> we have a plus 56 goal differential. That is ridiculous. The next best team, Chicago City, which is also, that's who we just beat 7-0. to zero. The next best team, Chicago City, they only have a plus 10 goal differential. I, I mean, right, that really kind of puts things in perspective of just how dominant Aurora has been. Aurora has not played a team anywhere close to its level. That is going to happen now. And I'm here for it. You know, something, though, that was, I guess it was, it, it, it made me optimistic about the league and about Aurora is they, they talked about Chicago City and how, you know, they they are, they decided this year to have an emphasis on older players. You know, they brought in, I think they said they have had two or three players from the Big Ten. You know, they, they found high quality college aged players. This wasn't just a bunch of high schoolers going out there. I think they only had like one or two on their team and they didn't even play. Um, so, and, and this, that, you know, like they, they played what, like the parts of the game at the beginning when they were chatting about that, like they looked good, but just, we just overwhelm teams because we have so much talent, right? Like it's, we don't have just two good players, right? Like if you are on this team, you are a stud. And I don't know. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, 
get too big for my britches and have us losing the first round of this cupcake you're talking about. But, but I just feel like, I feel like this team is amazing. And I feel like this league is improving every year, which is awesome to see. And hopefully it leads to bigger things for this city and for women's soccer in Minnesota. Yeah. Well said. Well said. And hopefully we line up against Chicago city in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> I hope so too. We'll, we'll be able to find out about that hopefully by next week's show. And then, yeah, the doubloons, you want to give us a quick doubloons rundown? Yeah, they, they haven't played since our last episode. So, uh, never mind. Never mind. You'll, you'll know the score of the, uh, the doubloons and Timbers two game that, that starts later tonight before we do. I appreciate you keeping up on the doubloons. I, I have not done anything with the doubloons so far this summer. I've just been too busy with other things. So thank you for that. And actually another team that is close to my heart that I have not been paying nearly as much of attention towards as I should, Forward Madison. Uh, Forward Madison was ranked first in the table for USL1 uh, going into their to uh, their last week's game against Greenville Triumph. Greenville Triumph did win that one, one to zero against Forward Madison. So Forward Madison now second in the USL League One. But still, like you think about the past couple of seasons that have been very disappointing for Forward Madison, seeing them now near the top of the table, solidly in playoff position, looking to actually try to get a trophy, that would be pretty sweet. And yeah, it's just, it's just good to see them doing well. Yeah, I agree. All right. Hopefully they can keep it up. Hopefully they can, you know, I know last year, I think I think they were hovering around like the last few playoff spots until like the last month or so and they fell off. Uh, hopefully they can just keep it going. Mm -hmm. And it'd be fun to watch them, you know, make a run. Agreed. Agreed. And then Minneapolis City, uh, you, you know, again, this is another team where this is just this is a busy time for me. Uh, I don't think I've talked about this on the pod at all. Everyone, I'm wrapping up my thesis. Like I've written about over 120 pages for this thing, and I am about ready to put the bow on it and turn it in. And that's been distracting me a little bit besides right the the little kids and all that. So um, you know, we've been watching every Minnesota United game and I've been watching as many of the Aurora games as possible, but Minneapolis City, Ford Madison, the Doubloons, I do feel bad about that. Justin and James have been doing a much better job keeping up on that. To put things in perspective, I haven't really even been watching Chelsea, and it's not because they had a rough season. <laughs> it probably helps that they weren't good. You know, it made it easier to not watch. It made it easier, and like it was just infuriating that we gave up Thomas Tuchel and then they it was like wow well who would have saw that happening and now all their players are gone and it that was a pets rough season to be off. a Chelsea fan our pets heads are <laughs> falling off yes it would have been a tough year to be a Chelsea fan but I, I wouldn't have stopped watching just because they were having a tough year uh, it was just the distractions the distractions um, hey, hey, do you know this Minneapolis city stuff? I, I get that they, no, no, no. You got to read this tweet. James was the one that paid attention to this. So sorry, Minneapolis city. Yeah. Okay. And James is off twitching out. So we're not going to do Minneapolis city <laughs> justice today. Minneapolis city though. They did lose two one 
at or sorry, 3-1 at Thunder Bay Chill. They also drew at Milwaukee's Bavarian United 1-1. They did make up all the money. We talked a lot last week about how their trailer was stolen. There was a GoFundMe that almost immediately surpassed the $15,000 that they were looking for. I believe it surpassed $20,000. So thank you for everyone that did that. Thank you for everyone that did what they could to make sure that local soccer was supported in Minnesota. That is awesome. And then, yeah, right. The Minneapolis city futures, they won the UPSL title on penalties. It was 13 to 12 after 14 rounds of penalty kicks. 13 to 12 after 14 rounds of penalty kicks. Okay. So that means the goalkeeper would have had to go. And then they just go back to the, to the start of the line is that what happens they don't they don't call people from the audience hey uh, <laughs> they start calling fans no uh yeah i'm guessing they they probably bat around right they gotta they gotta start from the beginning right i assume they're not pulling people off the bench right yeah cool i've never seen that happen i love when things happen that we've never actually seen happen that's happened a decent amount i think that that happened honestly last night um I've heard of people scoring a goal off of a corner kick, but I don't think I'd ever seen that before. And, you know, Kendra just announces that like, oh, it's an Olympico. <laughs> and I, you know, I kind of inferred that that must be what an, an Olympico is, but I had never, I never knew that term. Yeah. I today I learned what an Olympico was. Yeah. You know, or yesterday, excuse me. I learned that that was an Olympico Yeah, and it was super cool. <laughs> that was, uh, that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. We, we learn things. We learn things. Minneapolis city goes 14 rounds of PKs. <laughs> Manuel Reynoso scores an Olympico four years into pot on loons. We are still learning, but yeah, let's, uh, let's shift our attention to the loons. The loons just won four to one. Four to one. I bet McDonald's has dropped the whole French fries promotion by now. We, we did have a little controversy, at least in our group chat for a little bit, because when it was two nothing, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't convinced that we were going to get fries because does an own goal count? Because it says when the when the Minnesota loons score a goal, right? Oh, yeah. Is that us scoring a goal if the other guy kicks it in? Yeah, probably not, because, yeah, the first goal was an own goal and it was an own goal, but very much inspired by Mendor Garcia, correct? Yeah, totally. Uh, it, it looked like the ball wasn't even going to him. Like it looked like it was going to be a just a nice pass to Sang Bin from who? Who was the initial passer? Who who hit the ball into into Mender? Hmm. Bongi. I mean, it whoever was, it was. Well, my guess would be Bongi, but I don't know. I don't know. Huh. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, but anyway, right? It was uh Mender Garcia just made a great run. He he forced which Char brother is is this Yimmy or is this Diego Char? Diego, okay. Um forces him to you know lunge for the ball and he he pops it in right past his goalkeeper. It, yeah. We'll take it though. 
Well, and Chara, did you hear, I think it was Kendra saying this on the commentary. So Diego Chara's obviously had a long career in the MLS and she was talking about how he had never allowed an own goal. And now this season he's allowed two. Ooh. Deep into his career, maybe not as deep as Kai Kamara is into his, but he's got it. He's in his thirties, right? Diego, Diego Chara is probably roughly our age and yeah. Never had allowed a known goal. Now this season, he's allowed two, according to that commentary. Yeah, he's 37. Okay. So he's older than us. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, maybe I figure out who is more swole between Kai Kamara and uh, Diego Chara. And maybe I, whichever one is least swole, I will try to get into their shape by the time I am 37. No, your new your new thing should be I want to score two own goals by the time I'm 37. <laughs> Who's gonna let me get, have the opportunity to score the own goals? If someone has like a rec team and is okay with just someone sucking it up, give me a shout. You're the give free win team in the rec league. Like, like you're purposely there just to the we're the guaranteed win, everybody. I was on, so when I lived in Madison, I was on the guaranteed win team. Sorry, the guaranteed win against team in a in a rec league in Madison. Oh, that was boy. fun. But then, then we switched to indoor and we really started gelling and we did much better in indoor. And then the next season, shoot, we could have been like one of those like 1990s, like Disney sports movies, like the big green or something like that. Because by the time we went through all those indoor seasons and we came back out on the other side, we were much better. We were nice. much better. We won a league title. Sounds like an inspirational story. Yeah. I think that once you're done with your thesis, you should, uh, should put pen to paper and make that, write that screenplay. Yep. I will. I will. A bunch of, a bunch of dudes that haven't given up on their, actually it wasn't just a bunch of dudes. It was a co-ed team. We hadn't given up on our high school dreams. And I uh, kept playing. Don't, kept don't playing let your dreams sports. be dreams, everybody. You know? <laughs> I, of course, was probably one of the few, like, non-high school soccer players on the team. <laughs> and, yeah, that was that was fun. I'm glad I got that experience because, well, it helps doing this podcast to be able to be like, okay, I at least played a little soccer. Exactly. Did you ever play rec soccer? No, I, 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 we've talked about this before in the pod. My, my soccer career ended when I was seven. That's right. Uh, I played for the Dalcom Jaguars uh, and I just decided that it wasn't my game anymore. Actually, no, we moved away and they didn't have a team in Hawaii. So I didn't get to play any soccer anymore. Oh, okay. Or at least they didn't have a team that I knew about. Maybe that's the, the better answer. Sure. Yeah. My childhood team was called the Aardvarks. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's great. Great name. Great name. All right. Well, anyway, historical head-to-head -head against Portland. We actually have the advantage on them. They have four wins to our seven. We've also had two draws. We've each scored 22 goals, at least going into this game. Yeah, because so now this was we going have... into this game. So we're, yeah. now we're ahead, right? Now yeah. we've got eight wins. And now eight we've got wins. a positive goal differential with the team. That's nice. Yeah. A plus three goal differential against them. That is awesome. Our lineup, of course, Clint Irwin still in the goal. 
our back line, DJ Taylor, Mickey Tapias, Michael Boxall, and Valentin. And for the record, everyone out there, Doomsday Jeremy, who was on the podcast last week, being all doomsday about DJ Taylor, <laughs> Doomsday Jeremy did admit in the podcast that he was feeling pretty stupid because, because DJ Taylor had a great game. So well done, DJ Taylor. Sorry that Doomsday said those mean things. But maybe that, maybe that was what motivated him. Probably not, but... Well done, DJ Taylor. We had Hassani Dotson and Will Trapp in the midfield. Up top, so we have Sang Ming Jong, uh, Emmanuel Reynoso, and Bangi Longwane topped off with Mender Garcia at the nine. We did have some subs. We did have Devin Pedelford come on for DJ Taylor in the 60th minute. It was shortly after that that the Portland goal happened. We'll get to that in a little bit. Hervin Ariaga comes on for Mender Garcia in the 65th. And then Emmanuel Iwe, right? Newly signed Emmanuel Iwe comes on for Bongi in the 80th. So, yeah. Justin, where do you want to start? Well, did you read the game highlights first? You read it. You wrote it. No, I want you to read it. <laughs> Ray, Ray is really good. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the highlight of this game, right? This was... This was Ray showing us just how important he is this team. And Definitely. Ray showing us how he makes this whole team better. And it's it's nice to see it's nice to see us get a big win like that. Um and I think I, I think it was I know I'm only allowed to see six hundred tweets, but when I was doing my research <laughs> for this podcast, I saw, you know, I saw PA Loon say something like, All right, so this is uh, every year we have the conversation: Are we good or not? You know, this is this is the game, and and you know what? I'm happy that we have those kind of games, right? Those are the kind of games that you want to be a fan for. You want to see your team just stomp another team. Um, you look at this. You look at this momentum chart, and it is this. This is the best one for us all season. Just bunch of bunch of blue mountains, only a couple green valleys. The biggest one was was when the game was already over. Um, yeah, we just dominated, and and I, it's great to see that against a team like Portland, who is is supposed to be good. I mean, they aren't really anymore, but they're a historical team. They have talented players, and we we kicked their butts. Yeah, and I think what I really liked so. The first two seasons we did this podcast, right, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. We talked about a lot about how if the Loons score first, they probably are going to win. And it's very unlikely that they're going to lose as long as the Loons score first. Well, I was looking at, you know, and I, of course, right, I, I was talking earlier about my 120 plus page thesis and how that's been kind of distracting me from really doing a deep dive into, into any stats, but if you look at last season, right? Last season, I did find an article on MLSsoccer.com about how last season in July, Minnesota United was at the bottom of the league in, in terms of teams that are doing a bad job securing wins. Teams that are up and let points slip, right? They lose points because they give up an equalizer or they'll allow a team to come back and even defeat them. So Minnesota United has kind of lost what used to be sort of 
a for sure thing, which was, right, if we scored first, we were probably going to be able to lock things down, park that bus, and win. You know, we're up 2-0. And, you know, De Devin Pedelford comes on. I, I'm not blaming it on Devin Pedelford. He was not involved in this play. But it wasn't very long after, right, we shoot, I'm like, okay, we, we're starting to make our subs, right? Anytime we make our subs, the only reason I'm bringing this up is anytime we make our subs and we're up 2-0, it usually means that we're going to shut things down. But that wasn't the case, right? That wasn't the case. Um, Kimbers, they score, they make it 2-1 almost immediately after Devin Pedelford comes on. Again, not that Devin Pedelford was involved in that play whatsoever. It's just I was under the assumption that we are going to start shutting things down. And then we didn't. We score a third goal, and then we score a fourth. We never let our foot off the gas. And I just, I think that that's been what we as Minnesota United fans for a while have been wanting to see. You know, when just shutting things down and wrapping up the game, coming home with our points, when that was working, even as frustrating as it could be sometimes, even as boring as it could be sometimes, I think we were happy with it because ultimately that's what we want to do, right? We want to win. But what was so frustrating to us as Minnesota United fans is it was no longer winning. It was no longer winning. We saw ourselves actually dropping points after being in the lead, which is not something that we were used to. We were supposed to have a shutdown defense. So it was very cool that this wasn't a, oh, here we go again kind of moment. Because I definitely at 2-1, I was feeling like, oh, all right, here it comes. Here it comes. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. You know, I, I just got done saying how great it was to see them dominate. But, you know, that's with the whole game in my head, right? I was in the same exact boat. Uh, I wasn't looking at the, the group chat because I was just trying to just trying to watch the game without any interruptions, which was, have you done that recently, Sam? That's kind of nice, just to focus on a sporting event, not looking at my phone. Um, but yeah, I was I was like, oh, great. You know, two nothing lead. We started making subs. We just gave up the first goal, you know, but, but that was short-lived because, you know, less than, less than 10 minutes later, is it less than 10 minutes later or close to, I guess 17 minutes later, right? Ray gets that, or no, 14 minutes later, sorry, Bongi scores, which was an awesome goal. Uh, and that, you know, that feeling went away. You know, it felt like we were attacking. It felt like we were trying to score. It didn't feel like parking the bus. You know, it felt like we wanted to put our foots on the gas and finish the opponent. And they were able to do it. I loved it. I did not love how Apple TV cut away from Wonderwall. Say what you want about Bally. <laughs> Bally would have never done that. Bally always played Wonderwall. Uh, FS1 or ESPN, they always played Wonderwall, right? Because that, that, that's what people want to see. That's what casual fans want to see. They want to see something kind of unique, something kind of cool involving the crowd. And the singing of Wonderwall is something something pretty cool and it makes for good TV by all. And as a fan, I always get excited for it. Makes me feel like I'm there. I was very, very disappointed Apple TV. I know you're listening. I was very disappointed that you cut away from Wonderwall. Don't do that. 
so they played how much do you think they played probably like uh 30 seconds because they did they did show they did show the start of it but you're yeah, right they, they, they 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 cut it out before the song was finished right they definitely didn't make it to the chorus and the chorus is when the music cuts and people really do sing because not everyone sings the verse before the chorus not everyone does some people do some people don't but it's the chorus that everyone sings along and they cut away from it before it could happen as disappointed rookie move rookie move i mean in their defense right this is probably the this is our second home win this year (laughs) so who knows their crew might not have known that that's what you do but whatever whatever and hey six win this year so it is grant wall day is that what what, what, give me the give me the the story behind this because i can't remember i can't remember what grant wall said yeah so grant wall and obviously he he tragically died during the qatar world cup last last november so rest in peace grant wall but he had a connection to Minnesota in the sense that I, th- I believe it was our second season. It might have been our first, but I believe it was our second season. He was predicting Minnesota United to be historically bad, which, I mean, to be fair, we weren't very good. So he's predicting Minnesota United to be very bad. He makes a statement that Minnesota is not even going to win six games. And so when Minnesota United did win six games that season and don't get me wrong. It's not like they won many more than six games, but the some of the supporters made scarves, kind of, kind of uh, a parody of the "you know nothing, Jon Snow" line from Game of Thrones. They made scarves that said "you know nothing, Grant Wall," and oh, yeah. it sounds like Grant Wall like became aware of those scarves. And I was listening to. Uh, Wes Berdine interviewed him once on, on the 55 one. It sounds like he maybe at first didn't know exactly what to, to make of that, but did come to the understanding that people were laughing with him, not at him. You know, it was kind of a, it in in basically he embraced it. He embraced the joke. I think he even got one of the scarves himself. And I think he, he thought it was a cool thing that Minnesota United fans made, made scarves referencing him. And, yeah, I remember that story sort of re- resurfaced after Grant Wall's sudden and tragic passing. And this is just a way that Minnesota United fans have decided that they're going to remember him every year is when we get to six wins, that is Grant Wall Day, right? He predicted us to not get to six wins. So every time we do, that is Grant Wall Day. You know nothing, Grant Wall. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at his Twitter account because I think I remember that his banner was that scarf and it still is that's right uh, that's yeah. right so he he loved it so that's awesome it's good to know it's good to know that that's that's connection um and i look forward to celebrating that in the future oh yeah so yeah you you had a little bit more of a stat daddy deep dive is that what you want to do next yeah so uh so the stats the stats also tell us that ray is really good um but but sometimes it's fun to see why Ray is good. Uh, the first thing, so he's got he's got three goals now in two and a half games. So he is now our second leading scorer behind Bongi's five goals. So that's that's impressive, right? Uh, it also well, shows he's only started the two games at this point, right? 
Right. So two and a half as because he played he played forty five minutes yeah. in that that abomination against Montreal. Right. Or not Montreal, uh, Toronto, whatever it was, that Canadian team that that beat us. Montreal, the big CF. I, I th- yeah, it was the yeah because we called it Maple Baguettes. That's right. That's right. And then and then the episode after we decided that we were the new big CF <laughs> since Montreal could no longer be the big CF if they were beating us three to nothing. Right on. Yeah. So so what I, I wanted to look at, you know, we talk about fault mob scores a lot on here, at least I do. Um, and and I just wanted to see I, I was just curious because I saw I saw I saw the report from this game and Ray has an obscene 9.1 score for this game. I mean, obviously, right? You score two goals, make a lot of big plays, you're going to have a high score. So I was just, I was curious. I was, I was, I was thinking like, okay, so, you know, I look at these every week. This has to be the top one of the season for us. And, and sh- for sure it is. So Ray in this game got our first or our highest score of the season yet. So, uh, and, and throughout the season, we played, have we played 19 games now or is it 20 yet? Is it still 19 games? this is where james would be like i think i have the the table Uh, at the bottom we played 19 games okay so we played 19 games and we have 10 performances of a score eight or better so you know there are 11 guys playing 19 games right that's a lot of opportunities only 10 times have we had a player with an eight or above that's not that's not a knock against our team because a seven is a seven point something is a great score, right? So eight or above is is an awesome performance, and you know we've got ten this season, and Ray has two of them already, right? He's he started two games, and he has our best performance at nine point one, and he has our third best performance at eight point six, tied with Boggy, you know. So so you're you're seeing these stats, you know the people at home aren't, but. But the top score is is nine point one by Ray, and then I was like, okay, what's the second best score? It was Bongi in last night's game as well with an eight point eight. So we had our two highest rated scores of the season. I mean, obviously you win four one, right? That that's that's going to happen. You're going to have high scores, but I think it just shows it shows the Ray effect, right? Bongi has been our our best player. You look at this list, the ten performances he has. He has three of them, right? He has an 8.6, an 8.3, and an 8.8, right? Bringing Ray into the mix has only elevated him, you know? And obviously this is one example, right? But it, it just shows, it just shows what Ray does. It shows his ability to help our team improve, help everybody improve because you have to worry about him, right? We talk about how Bongi is just this explosive player that has such high ceiling, Right. And teams were worried about him. They were focusing on him. And having Ray around is making it easier for him. So it was just awesome for me to see. It was awesome for me to see th- those scores happen. And yeah, it just just shows it shows how optimistic we should be moving forward. Yeah, and think about the attacking the attacking players around Emmanuel Reynoso right now. We had a lot of reason to be sort of doomy and gloomy kind of leading into leading into this game, right? We just had not been good, and we were outside of playoff position in a conference in which so many teams make the playoffs. How could we not be one of the nine teams, you know, 
in playoff position from the Western Conference. Like, why are we playing so bad? It didn't make sense. Well, now you have Emmanuel Reynoso, and you have these just these just crazy athletically gifted people around him in Bongi, Sangbing John, and up top Mender Garcia. Very physical players you have surrounding Emmanuel Reynoso. Now you have Timo Puki coming in, a proven goal scorer. You just have people that Emmanuel Reynoso is able to work with, is able to make sure that he is drawing the attention, that he is drawing the double teams, and that those players are free to go and do what do what they need to do. Um, shoot, I, I another thing in the commentary yesterday that I was, I mean, surprised but not surprised at the same time. They made a comment that Mender Garcia, that was his first shot on target in months did did you hear that <laughs> i i want to say she said first shot on target in three months i mean i i i didn't hear that uh i don't know if that's factual but it it makes a lot of sense it makes me think about that that whiff right so that whiff was not a shot on target <laughs> I, I i wrote this down here i'm gonna scroll back you 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 talk and say stuff i'm gonna scroll yeah. back and see what so, i wrote so I guess, you know, to kind of bring it all together, right, with this top 10 performance list, it's just nice to see. It's nice to see Ray up top, Bongi up top as well, because, you know, we, we've got 10 eight or, eight or betters, right? Uh, Will Trapp on April 1st against St. Louis City, he had that shutdown game. He got an 8.0 for that. Uh, Robin Ludd in sad face, Robin Ludd, uh, April 30th. I don't remember this game, FC Dallas, but he had an 8.1. I'm sure he played great. Uh, Kervin Ariaga had two, but they were the first two games of the season against FC Dallas and NYCFC that he had 8.2s. Uh, and and Hassani Dotson had an 8.2 against RSL um, on, on June 24th, right? So again, Ray effect. You know, Hassani Dotson has... Not, I'm not saying that everything comes down to Ray, but I, but I am saying everything comes down to Ray, right? He He changes our team. He makes... Our players better. He in, has improved us, and we have, you know, since since he's arrived, right? Four of these performances of our top ten have occurred with him on the roster. <laughs> are the of the ten? Sorry, of the ten eights, right? Four are yeah. with Ray. Um, six are without, and he's only played. He's only played in really two games. So, yes, I was right. So the commentary said that Mender Garcia had not had a shot on target in three months. <laughs> Our number nine. <laughs> and he's young, right? He's young and... He's so athletic, too, right? You're right. I mean, the guy is... The guy finds space. He does, right? But he needs someone to put him in space. He needs a ray to put in in positions to make plays. Yeah. You know, would you agree, right? That I think that's what a guy like Ender needs. A guy yep. like Bongi needs. They need someone to put them in positions to succeed. You know, they can already do it on their own, right? But we need someone to put them in a better position. Someone that has that football IQ, right? That number 10. Man, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on, on Ray a lot today. But, but you know, last you night was just what we needed to see. I think I... I other, other than the five yellow cards. <laughs> oh, we haven't Which... even talked about how Heath, <laughs> Heath is going to be out next week on yellow card accumulation. And Boxy. 
and boxy and boxy can is there a way that like whoever has consumed the most heath out stouts can choose who is going to be the coach in heath's absence (laughs) like this would be the ultimate like what if can can boxy be the manager you know with or is he also banned? I would from assume that Boxy game. can't be the manager. <laughs> I would assume it'll be one of the assistant coaches, but yeah, that's this is kind. Of, I mean, we haven't seen this before, have we? From Heath, uh, I, I this would be one so. of those things where I don't think it's happened, but I wouldn't be surprised if it has. He's gotten yellow cards, obviously, right? But to have enough to amass a suspension, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we've we've reached that level yet. <laughs> and it, it it felt like those it felt like those fouls weren't yellow card worthy right like a lot of those felt like really soft yellows and even the boxy one was just him it was him complaining that the guy called a soft foul right like yeah it was just boxy being boxy on um, same with heath right that was just heath being heath yeah i don't i don't know it it did seem like a lot a lot of soft calls being made. I don't know. So before really we knows? before we, we get to the stats, I guess other other stats than than this, but I just wanted to say that I don't I don't know if we've had a player of the week yet, but I think I think it might be Ray this week. Um so he's definitely gonna be on team of the week. He was on the bench last week for team of the week. Um, but I think that this game for sure he's going to be He's for sure going to be first team, but uh, whether or not he's the player of the week, you know, is, is up for debate. But I just think with the storyline and everything, it's got to be him. Um, but so based upon foot mobs, you know, their 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 point scale, only one player had a better game than him this week, and it was uh, Facundo Torres from from Orlando City. He had two goals as well, uh, and he he had a nine point two foot mob score, but. Man, I, I guess if you, if you're gonna put everything together, you gotta put you gotta put the the race storyline into play. You know, I'm well, this is not an Orlando Orlando City podcast, so I don't know if if this Torres guy has a great story. I'm sure he does, um, but but I'm I'm feeling confident that we're gonna see Ray be the MLS Player of the Week. He's for sure. He, I mean, got to be Goal of the Week, right, with the Olympico. But I was gonna say, do you watch Sports Center? Did that make top ten? I, I I did not watch Sports Center. I would have to say that it ha- it has to be it has to be right, or at least a honorable mention or something. If they do that, I don't know. I I don't watch a lot of Sports Center, but I mean, shoot, NBA is done, NHL isn't happening, NFL hasn't started yet. Are you telling me baseball that there plays. are ten <laughs> baseball plays that are better than that? You're right. There's... Maybe we could find it. I'll I'll look while you you talk for a little while. <laughs> there is just no way that there are ten baseball plays that were better than that Olympico. All right, so this would be the time when James gives you an update on the table. It still is St. Louis City, St. Louis City, and their ravioli crazed team. They are still on top of the Western Conference after 20 games played for them. They have 35 points and a plus 15 goal differential. Got to say, good for them. Good for them. LAFC in second. They have 32 points. Seattle Sounders 
also 32 points. Real Salt Lake in fourth with 30. FC Dallas in fifth with 29. San Jose Earthquakes with 28. Houston Dynamo with 27. Austin FC with 26. In ninth place, right, the final playoff position after 19 games played, it is Vancouver Whitecaps with 25 points and a minus, or sorry, a plus four goal differential. Then in 10th place, just ahead of us, we have SKC with 24 points and a minus four goal differential. We're in 11th. We also have 24 points and a minus four goal differential. So, right, what's separating us in Vancouver, only one point. Obviously, they would they would have a better goal differential than us. Portland was actually behind us. They have 22 points and a minus eight goal differential. LA Galaxy, what's happening with them? 13th place with only 16 points. And at the bottom, it's Colorado Rapids with 14 points and a negative 15 goal differential. Our next match is going to be July 8th. That's a 7.30 match. We are hosting Austin FC. So we're in 11th. They're in 8th. This would be a good time for us to make up some ground on some of the teams that are not that far ahead of us. All right. This could be another immovable object versus an immovable object. Minnesota United scoring about 1.1 goals per match. Austin FC scoring about 1.3. We're conceding about 1.3 goals per match. Austin FC scoring about 1.4. Of course, right, this Many of our games so far still not taking into account the return of Ray or the Pookie party that is about to happen. All right, Justin, did you find what you were looking for? I didn't. Uh, I hope he was on there. I'm sure someone will let us know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think that in today's generation that I would just be able to go on ESPN's web, ESPN website and like see the top 10? Yeah. But they want me to tune in, so... They, they can't make it easy on us. Jeez. Yeah, there's nothing. Is there anything else going on in the sports world? Like, is there <laughs> golf? I think cricket is, is about happening? to start. Cricket's about to start. So maybe we'll see some some cool cricket plays. But there's golf, no way yeah, that ESPN golf. would ignore soccer in favor of cricket. ESPN is prone to ignore soccer, but they're not going to do it in favor of cricket. I would hope not, right? I hope so. I hope so. I think I think that I think that that goal was very much worthy, very much worthy of being a top ten goal. And I know I'm biased, but has to but be. It was it was beautiful. All right. Well, cool. Well, anything else you want? No, I just again very happy for what happened in the game. Uh, you know, I I want to say again that I I've apologized a lot for this, but. But Ray, I'm sorry that I, I'm sorry that I was a little butt hurt earlier. I was upset that you did, were not prior prioritizing our team, but you had stuff going on, uh, and I can see now that you are you are in it because, you know, he, I mean, he did get a yellow card, right? But but he just, he just he just has an air about him right now that he, he wants to be great. You know, and I'm excited for that. I, I, he just, he just looked like a difference maker yesterday, and he's looked like a difference maker in the last two games. And I really hope that he, I hope that he sees the love that he's getting from this fan base, the love he's getting from the league for being the player he is, and that it motivates him to continue to work hard and continue to perform at a high level. 
uh, and and don't let the distractions get in the way of your greatness. Agreed. Yeah, he seemed to be in good spirits yesterday. I mean, how can you not be in good spirits after a game like that? But he seemed in good spirits. He seemed like he's in a good place. Hopefully he is, right? All right. Uh, I guess the only other thing I would add is that it's not too late to sign up for the Pot on Your Loons 2023 Women's World Cup Pick'em Draft, where we pick teams kind of fantasy football style and like a snake draft. And we you get points based on how those teams do in the World Cup. It's always a good time if you're going to be able to play uh, with us, right? We're going to do a draft on Monday, July 17th at 7 p.m. So you can be on the show hanging out with us, drafting teams. You don't, we, I, I had one person tell us, ah, I don't really know a lot about these teams. I don't think I'd do very well. It's not about being an expert picker. There will be cheat sheets and you can just go by the FIFA rankings or like the Vegas odds. Like it doesn't, <laughs> yeah, it does, I, it's it's for fun, right? It's yeah, I think I think I think that when I you know because a lot has been said about my dominance in these things. Uh, first off, I did lose the last time. Uh, yep. I think was it who, Jacob? Was it Jacob? Jacob yep. beat me. Congratulations, Jacob. Uh, when I won the women's Olympics, the reason I won was because I like thinking of Canada as America's hat. Like that was yep. that was it. Like that was that was my rationale. It wasn't that like you know I really like this player or that player, it was a silly thing, a silly thing of thinking of them as our, our hat. So, you know, if you like the fact that Italy looks like a boot, are they, are they even in it? I don't know. I don't know if Italy's in it, but you can, you can have whatever rationale you want for your choices. We're just having fun. Yep. And, and talking a little smack along the way. Yep. Yeah. And it makes for good podcasting. So yeah, if you want to join us for that, the link to that sign up form is in the show notes. Otherwise, I you're not going to hear from me for two weeks. I'm going to be gone next weekend. Hopefully, we can find a way for the Jays to get to you. Uh, I, I of course, I run all of our online accounts and have access to all of our online accounts. And anytime Justin and James try to log into one, they have to have me like approve it from my phone. And I don't know if I'll be in like cell serve I, I don't know if i'll have cell service wherever i am so hopefully justin and james can do it the the last time we were in the situation i think i was in northern wisconsin somewhere and it was just kind of by chance that i was near my phone as they as they needed me to sign them into something so hopefully justin and james can get to you if not uh, i guess we'll see you in two weeks yeah 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 we'll figure something out if not you know, you'll hear from us soon. Hopefully, talking about more wins. Yep. Hopefully, talking about Ray being a boss some more. But yep. everybody, everybody, have a good Fourth of July. Oh yeah, I'm I'm guessing a lot of us are going to be listening to this as we prepare for the the festivities. Uh, eat a hot dog. Ooh. Wear patriotic clothing. Maybe not those patriotic Captain America kits that <laughs> not the MLS teams <laughs> are all wearing. <laughs> Ugh. no don't 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 mess with those i also okay like part of me wants to say at a game in which portland was wearing their rose jerseys the captain america kits were by far the ugliest kits on that pitch i gotta say last year we just ripped into those rose portland thorns jerseys not portland thorns portland timbers jerseys 
I did. Maybe they're growing on me a little bit. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm betraying my 2022 self for saying this, but I didn't hate them as much as I did last year. I think I felt bad for their jerseys because we were beating them so bad. Sure. You know, it was just like, oh, you know, you got to wear those things while you're losing four to one. Yeah. I guess but I just compared, I compared to it. the Captain America ones, I would say that the Rose ones are better. Oh, than yeah. Just than just a copy paste. You know, I don't this, think I warm up jerseys, right? They weren't even they're not yeah. even going to be wearing them in games other than warming up. Yeah, they, they do this like every year. They always around this time have a patriotic warm up jersey. And usually they look decent this year. Ugh. I mean, you our Twitter account, the Minnesota United Twitter account is even making jokes about very subtle jokes, right? They don't want to get in trouble, but they're making jokes about how everyone just thinks these are trash. And, and again, like I say this as someone, I am currently wearing khakis and a polo. I am not a fashionable dude, uh, right? Doomsday Jeremy, when he and I lived together, we, well, we got really into Zuba's pants because we like kind of dressing cringe and kind of tacky on purpose so like if that's your thing right if that's your thing then by all means those captain america kits are awesome right like i i think that there's going to be a time and a place to wear one of those captain america kits but ooh, mls i have no idea what you're thinking with that yeah yeah i i mean they have to know that they the mls and adidas have to know at this point that people do not think they're taking this seriously, right? And is it just that hard to correct course, right? Like, is everything so? Has, is this such a big ship that we can't turn it around at this point? I don't. I don't know. I mean, maybe like, are the kids liking it, right? Because they're not designing these with you and I in mind. We're too old. We're right. we're past right the the demographic that like all the marketers actually care about. We're past that, and that's such a depressing. Uh, realization to come to but we we get the halftime show though right at the super bowl we need to remember that we are currently the super bowl demographic we are not the the <laughs> the kit demographic though i i i mean are we like i guess i liked Rih rihanna was fun but i don't know if most of these super bowl halftime shows have been marketed towards me <laughs> well no not you like i mean it's always like the it's always the 30 something year old right person right like that's we're the we're the with a sweet spot for consumerism you know right but not not for not for these kids they they are not they are trying to get they're trying to get you to buy one of these for your kids and i don't think that that's going to happen right if they had a frozen warm-up jersey oh then i would already own three of them yeah <laughs> i would have to we should get an olaf one right or i mean like we our color our color scheme goes with Elsa and Olaf, right? We could do that. It'd go great. It'd go great. I think we, we started just... our goodbye like 10 minutes ago, by the way. We did. <laughs> and and I've already decided that I'm not gonna do any editing on this episode, so I don't really care. We should embrace the frozen characters and just frozen in general. Like maybe the Wonder All can start singing like Let It Go. Maybe. Or maybe. Actually, 
uh it's funny my kids were even joey even joey who's not even two yet was kind of singing it from frozen two into the unknown there's that background part the ah what if the entire wonder wall in unison was just going ah i mean that, it might uh, be angelic yeah but angelic and intimidating at the same time <laughs> And then you get the drums coming in. I don't know. It could be pretty I think cool. You've, I think you've seen that movie too much. I think it's like it's like in your is it in your dreams at this point? Do you dream about Frozen? I mean, I definitely have. Have <laughs> <laughs> you not? I have not. Uh, all right. <laughs> hey, peace out, everybody. Yep. Yeah, everybody have a good fourth. Eat a hot dog. Go eat a hot dog. Eat two. Eat 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 two. All right. Peace out. Pot on you loons. Peace. <laughs>